Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to go from zero to $6 million in annual revenue in two years. I have brought Colton on to chat about this. He and his team over at Jumper Media have helped over 4,000 businesses tell their stories through Instagram. And again, just to repeat, this is just insane numbers. He's gone from zero to $6 million an annual recurring revenue in two years. And he's gone from three employees to 50 employees. So we're going to be talking about how he did that, about how to scale and leverage our time by outsourcing through Upwork, how to build an internal team, how to figure out lead gen, the cash flow solution without getting outside investment because outside investment's a scary place to play sometimes. We'll be talking about all that and more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Big shout out to ClickFunnels for sponsoring today's episode. Fire Nation, ClickFunnels gives you everything you need to market, sell, and deliver your products online without having to hire or rely on a tech team. Visit eofire.com slash click for your free 14-day trial of ClickFunnels. That's eofire.com slash click. Your future awaits. Colton, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? Uh, really excited to be here. Interesting thing about me, um, I grew up restoring a lot of classic cars with my dad, um, always finding a problem, trying to find a solution for it. I think that's really what got me into that mindset of trying to think outside the box and uh, it's something I still still enjoy today a lot. You know, I just love how we live in this world where we have such varying interests. I mean, if you were to tell me like what my version of purgatory is, it would probably be handing me a socket wrench and like going to like fix any kind of a car. Like I literally will go weeks without even getting into a car and and I'll be happy about that. But some people just love that. And I just love the varying degrees of inspirations and passions that we have. I mean, is this something that you still kind of foresee you doing, you know, as you kind of enter your later years, Colton? Yeah. I mean, I think whenever I, whenever I get some extra time, it's always fun to spend that in the garage, you know, especially when you're working on something with someone else you enjoy company with, it's a great way to, to share that experience and, and build something you're proud of, you know, together down the road, you can appreciate. So that's kind of what I got most joy out of doing that, especially with my, with my father and, and going through that process a few times. Um, and I think down the road, yeah, when I get more time to do more projects like that, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun and something I can kind of take myself out of you know, the day-to-day life and you kind of forget what you're doing and focus on on the project at hand. No, that's really cool. I think it's so important to have something, especially with your loved ones. I mean, like how you had that with your dad. I mean, for me and my dad, I think we both are as bad around cars as we are. So, you know, we're just like, let's go for a walk. And like, we'll go for a walk and we'll talk and we'll chat. But we both just like being outside, having that stroll, having that time together. So, you know, Fire Nation, I really hope that you're striving to connect with those that you love and those you enjoy spending time with on mutual interest that you have, because it can be a really great way to kind of grow that relationship, grow that bond. But Colton, as interesting as this is, we're here to talk about going from zero to $6 million in annual revenue in just two years. So I mean, the the total dollar amount is incredible. The time frame that it happened in is incredible. So we have a lot of awesome things to talk about. I know Fire Nation, you got your notepads out because you're going to want to take notes on this rocket ship of a journey. But before we really do dive in, I kind of want to hear Colton, you know, this 
this kind of accidental business thing happens over and over again. I mean, with over 2,000 interviews, I've recognized that entrepreneurs start businesses they never would have dreamed of or thought of, you know, even months, weeks, days before. So talk about how this accidental business kind of happened with you. I think you still kind of got to wake up and pinch yourself of like, you know, how this all happened in such a short period of time. And I mean, for me, it was simply, I was actually working on a different startup, um, you know, in the golf industry. I played college golf and I graduated. I was very involved with that industry still. You know, I had an app that we were building um, for, it was targeting golf instructors. And so I was just on Instagram trying to grow an audience around that, that demo um, and trying to reach out to them. And that was my target audience at the time. And I literally had one of them ask, reach out to me and ask, Hey, I, I like what you guys are doing. I like your product at the time. Um, but can you help me grow my Instagram? I'm trying to drive some leads through that. And I think it's an interesting Avenue and I just need help. And, you know, kind of like pre rev, like startup, I was, you know, still grinding back then, like living in the parents' house. I just graduated. I was just like, Hey, if I can build a relationship and, and help someone out, it's going to pay off down the road at some point. So I was just doing it for free. And I took over his Instagram. I started helping him, you know, coaching what to post, kind of strategy wise there. And, and then next thing you know, I was, um, actively engaging, building this community. Um, and he had $2,000 in lesson sales come in that month from Instagram DMS. And, you know, he, he's out of Miami and, and he was teaching at the, um, Doral country club over there, which is, you know, a Trump course. It's, it's very high end, you know, he's charging 200 bucks a lesson and who does his clientele happen to be right. Happen to be business owners who are out there vacationing with their families who are getting a lesson out in the course at the resort. Um, you know, that, that gratitude, I think he, he had for me, I kept working with him and he kept referring me clients that he would just talk about who heard about him from Instagram in the first place. And they all had businesses, restaurants, bars, companies. Um, and that's, that's really what spurred my first 27 clients, um, to the point where I, I couldn't do any more myself. And that's where we started to kind of expand and figure out how to scale the business. Well, that's kind of what I want to talk about next, because mm-hmm. a lot of successful entrepreneurs have found that initial success and they kind of then max out their own personal time, their own personal effort, their own personal energy and bandwidth and finances. And they hit this wall. And now it's time to look around and be like, okay, how do we scale? How do we leverage our time? And obviously going from zero to $6 million in annual revenue, going from three to 50 employees, um, you've done that, like you've figured it out. And, you know, something that you've done that through is figured out outsourcing through a company called Upwork. So let's kind of talk about the process of like how you figured out how to scale and leverage what your path was outsourcing through Upwork. Really curious about all that. I've been using like freelancer websites, even since I was doing the other startup, right? Like when you don't have funding and you're just trying to bootstrap stuff, it, that's kind of where you end up Googling and getting to it towards. And I, every day I talk to business owners that are clients now that have never even heard of Upwork or, you know, a lot of them have never even experienced it. So it's, I, I guess it's, it's something that not a ton of people are, are looking towards quite yet, but they just did their IPO. So let's, let's definitely <laughs> jump into that. So Upwork definitely is, is becoming more and more relevant to, to people these days. And, and I think when I started jumping into it, I was looking at it as, Hey, I can't afford to hire someone here locally and I don't have the time to find someone. And I'm looking for a specific, a specific, uh, business need. And I would kind of just Google it and, and, and searching Upwork for someone who was really good at it. And I started getting better and better at sourcing, you know, people based on what I saw on their profiles. And, and that was just kind of just by doing it through experience. Um, and, and it takes time because that's the hardest thing working on there is just figuring out, 
who who's really going to make a difference and who's a, a terrible freelancer from India that you don't want to waste your time with because that's the most valuable thing is you're hiring someone to help free up time and and what I realized is through that process you know scaling the employees internally was a whole different thing but what Upwork enabled was really this buffer and this is something I never really expected but ended up being a really vital piece of of our scaling process now in the company which we still use even with 50 employees um we constantly work with with outsourced freelancers through Upwork and, and other sources now that you know we've getting we get references and other people. But um, sometimes taking on a full time employee as as you're waiting for more clients to come in, there's there's a loss there, right? I'm putting out upfront capital on a salary, and I don't have a full, full plate for them to take over as, as a full time position until I start getting more clients from them. But I want to be prepared for when I get an excess amount of new clients next week that we're not struggling as a team and, and overstretched like I was, you know, when I was trying to figure out how to scale things. So what I did is I found someone outsourced in every department of the company and have that person, a great relationship. And, you know, those 20 or 25 clients that may have a, a buffer as we scale per person, I can pretty much fill that, that buffer or that freelancer or outsourced um, team up. And when we're at a certain point where it's like, Hey, we've got, okay, they're, they're working with 20 clients of ours. Now they know our processes and what we're doing and I'm going to take half of those and basically have a, a full plate ready for the person that we've just hired full time internally to have, you know, be profitable from day one. And, you know, the, the freelancer is well aware of that and we, we have a trusting relationship where they know we're not going to take all their clients away, but there is a constant flow of, of that hiring process. And, and that's how, how we've kind of been able to manage um, always having availability to take on new clients while not depleting all of our resources and cash flow with having too many people on the team that aren't profitable. What I would really like to dive into next is some specific tactics. Like you said, you've now hired a lot of people, you've utilized the service, like you've gone back and forth, you found out, you know, how to avoid that, you know, sketchy boilerplate response from India. Like what are some things that you've done specifically that Fire Nation can emulate, can learn from, can take action on in this hiring process? And we're looking to go, you know, maybe not from three to 50 right now, most of us, but how about from like one to three or from two to four? Like how does that process work? A lot of it depends on what you're doing, I think, and, and what what digital marketing or what you're focusing on. But I mean, for me, even like internally, like the best type of clients and the best thing we can do for clients and attracting anyone is giving before we ask to take, right? And and I'm a big believer of that. I think that's really how we've built trust and been able to build a brand is we've always been, I, I since I started this thing, it was always giving, giving, giving and, and hoping people realize that and they're going to give you something back. And the best freelancers I've come across and, and my process is I usually, you know, you create a job posting, you go through that. Um, you're going to evaluate people who are submitting requests. I'm going to be inviting people. I spend, you know, maybe 30, 30 minutes to an hour going through, um, Upwork or any other site you go to for freelancers and, and hand inviting certain people that fit with under, under my criteria and really price range that, that I'm able to pay. And from there, I'm, I'm looking for someone to reach out to me or respond to that project or, or, or job I posted with the act of giving first, you know, everybody is there to take and all they care about is, you know, start a contract. I want to get paid the best people and, and the best, um, really relationships I've built out of Upwork or any other freelancing position that we've started as, um, have been from people coming in and wanting to actually give first and show you what they can do and, and how that relationship can pan out. 
And, you know, and, and I think, you know, it's not rocket science to, to see the value in that. Right. I mean, if, if you put yourself in their shoes and you're ready to grind and you really want to help someone and build your business, you would be doing the same thing because you're willing to, to give a little bit before you take and ask for something. And, and that's it. If someone has that quality, I think they're going to be someone I really want to work with long-term and that's what I look for. So let me give you a specific tactic that I've used in the past that's really kind of helped me weed through um, the weeds, so to speak, and really make sure that I'm really only spending my time looking through proper applicants so that I know I'm building out the right team. And then, you know, maybe come back with a couple, you know, specific tactics like this that you've utilized. So number one, like one thing that I love doing is the very last question, or even it's even more of a statement on my application um, that I put out like onto Upwork or a company like that is I say, listen, after you're done filling out the, you know, answering these questions, when you reply to this job posting, the word purple has to be in the subject line. The word purple has to be in the subject line. And that's the last thing. And so what does that do? Now, when I get 247 job posting replies to my job posting, what can I do? I can go through and not open the 90 plus percent that don't have the word purple in the subject line because why am I ever going to want to hire somebody that doesn't pay enough attention to detail to see the last bullet point where I give a specific order for them to complete. And so I only then go and open up the job postings that have the word purple in the subject line. It is a super simple process that allows me to cut out all the flack from, you know, maybe the the 60 to 70% of just boilerplate job postings that I'm getting. And then the 20 to 30% of people that just aren't caring enough to pay enough attention in their application to really maybe the top five to 10% of people who have taken the time to really care enough. So just something like that, Colton, like what's something that you do um, and, and you've done going from three to 50, and I'm sure you're probably even higher than that now as we're speaking, um, that could really help our listeners. I love that approach, John. I think it, it, it depends on what I'd be hiring for. I think that's a genius idea. Um, the, the one, the one thing that I have, I've noticed though, is, is you get a ton of those boilerplate responses and, and a lot of them are automated, right? There's software systems and, and stuff out there that are helping those freelancers automate that process. And, and I mean, like any of our businesses, right? We have drip email sequences. We have all kind. we have as much automation as we can do internally and, and externally to be able to take on more clients, to do more of the things that we're the best at and add value where we can. Um, one of the things I've noticed not to combat that strategy, cause I think you're that is a huge time saver, but I, I definitely have had some people where you get a boilerplate response and, and I may have taken more time to go through all the responses and take a quick look. Um, because sometimes those boilerplates to those automation automated responses you get, um, it, it's just someone who's a little bit smarter and, and they just figured out, Hey, I can automate this and I'm getting more leads myself because they're running their own business. Right. So I, I, I guess taking that in consideration a little bit sometimes on my end is I, I, I'm not so much focused on that first response or, 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 um, proposal they send right off the bat to get my attention. I'm more focused on, like, I look at some of their qualities. I'm, I'm sorting by, you know, a, a lot of their reviews and how much business they've done on Upwork or other, or other websites. And then from there, if they have an automated system in place, good for them, man. I think, you know, they're saving their time. They're able to do more of what they, they're the best at. And I'm going to respond to them with that dignity of like, hey, you're a business owner too. You're running your stuff. Um, 
let's, let's talk and I'm going to send you a real message. And if you don't get back to me with something that is that giving feeling or that you are, are looking and paying attention to this, then I ignore them completely. So I kind of send, I have a kind of a copy and pasted first message that I go through. That's my next step is instead, like they have their templates. I have my template. I go through and I say, Hey, we're doing an interview. Like we wouldn't hire anyone internally. This is a test. I want you to see what you can do. And I'll go through anybody who doesn't respond to that test. Now I know it's automated. I don't know. And I know they don't care. And that's, that's where I draw the line. Um, so a little bit different, but I think you may get a few more, um, you know, potential good fits for what you're doing without weeding them out with, you know, right in the beginning. So now you have a team, 50 people more, and you've had to turn that into a team that actually functions on a day-to-day basis. So you've been able to build an internal team that actually functions, that works. So talk about that. Talk about now that you have hired the people, you have the people, how do you build a team with those individuals? Man, I, I think I think we're all still learning a lot, um, especially, you know, being the first company that, you know, me and my two co-founders have started running. Like when I when I was doing this myself and I got to those, you know, first about 30 clients and I looked to them to kind of, you know, two of them were my best friends. And one of them was was working for a startup that got acquired by Groupon. And the other one was working for the SF Giants up in San Francisco. And, you know, we worked out a living room and finally got to the point where we opened up an office. And then we were like, hey, let's well, there's no way we're going to fill this office up. So we should probably start a co-working, um, you know, office to help subsidize this rent. And next thing you know, we have 40 people in here and we're looking to get a bigger office, right. In a year and a half. So it, it really happened pretty organically, but the, the processes we set in place, um, I, I think it was just really replicating what was working. And the biggest thing about, like, I think that, like handling this internal team now is, is communication and and being able to be transparent with them. I think that's the biggest thing we've learned is as you're, as we're building products and optimizing processes and and talking to clients on the phone and how we're handling certain situations, a lot of that gets missed more and more as you hire a bigger team. And, and then you have to put managers in place and be able to communicate it again and a second time and be able to remind people and stay on top of people. And, I, I honestly think, John, the only reason why this has really worked is we we were able to find, I think we have about, you know, a, a seven or eight really great um, young motivated people who joined our team early on out of college. And I mean, we weren't paying salaries to hire, you know, a, a, someone with a ton of experience, but, you know, it, it, you're going to have some great people who join your team that can help be really self-motivated and think about how they can add value Um, and that's what we lucked out with is if we had to micromanage every single person in the company, it would have never been able to work. And we never would have had an internal team that was efficient. Um, it's, I think more than anything, I think we're just lucky that we found a good portion of people that we work with every day that, you know, Hey, they, they, they know what they need to do. They're looking to continuously add value and and think about how they can help others around them and, and be a leader in their own respect. Um, and that's been huge for us. I think, you know, looking for those individuals and people with those core values and key characteristics when you're, especially when you're building an early team, they're going to help put in processes they learn. And it's, I mean, you can't duplicate yourself in a lot of ways. And I think every, especially like solopreneurs and when you're doing things yourself, I mean, crap, even if I'm replacing the sprinkler outside in the backyard, there's a certain way I want to do it. And when I have someone else do it or they, you know, do it a different way, you know, it may not be as effective in your eyes. And letting go of that and, and having people be able to, to kind of think on their own and help set processes up as well. 
that's been huge for us and, and taking a step back and understanding it's not going to be perfect every time, but as long as you're realizing what's going on and, and you can, you know, fail and, and learn and figure out how to prevent that in the future. That's, that's really all we've been doing. You know, it's just, you, you fall and you get back up and, and how can we prevent this from happening later down the road? And once you put that, that block in place, that's how you keep getting better and better. Fire Nation is one thing to actually hire people. It's another thing to actually build a team from those people. But now what? Now you've got to do some real business type things, which is figuring out lead generation, which is figuring out your cash flow because you can have the best hires, the best team in the world. But if you are not leading and you are not creating a business that has cash flow, and if you are not actually generating significant revenue, those doors aren't staying open. Those lights aren't staying on. Your business is going to go away. So when we get back from thanking our sponsor, we're going to be diving into those things, figuring out lead generation, cash flow solutions, will it actually going out towards outside investments, and a couple other things. So we'll be right back. Fire Nation, if you're going to create financial and lifestyle freedom, you need the right tools and support. For over four years now, I've been using ClickFunnels to create a business I love without being techie or hiring a huge team. In a nutshell, ClickFunnels gives you everything you need to market, sell, and deliver your products online without having to hire and rely on a tech team. That's why I love them. Best part, you can get a free 14-day trial right now to check it out for yourself. A few of my favorite ClickFunnels features, the simple drag-and-drop webpage editor, the ability to quickly build sales funnels that convert, the smart shopping cart with one-click upsells, email and Facebook marketing automation, and the fact that everything is organized on one simple dashboard. What's not to love? So whether you want to generate more leads, sell more products and services, run a webinar, or send more emails, ClickFunnels will make it super simple to do all that, plus so much more. Take my word for it and try ClickFunnels for free for 14 days. Make it a goal to create one funnel by the end of the week, and you'll be amazed at how simple and fun it is. Next step, visit eofire.com slash click and sign up for that free 14-day trial. That's eofire.com slash click. Your future awaits. Colton, we're back and lead generation. It is such a critical thing for businesses. So many people don't realize that if your leads are drying up, your business is soon to follow. So talk about lead generation. Talk about how you figured out lead generation and some of the wins and losses you've had recently. Lead generation is the most important part of, of scaling a business, especially at the rate that we've scaled. It never would have happened if we didn't figure out a really effective automated lead gen. Um, and before we got into that, we had to first find the product market fit and understand that what we were providing and, and creating for, for small businesses was actually effective and, and they were going to refer it to people and, and they were excited about it, right? So once once we had this, this product market fit and and clients were getting value and realized that the next thing is like, what, how, how do we get more people to hear about it? And at that point we didn't have any money to spend on a ton of paid ads. Right. So we were really scrappy. And I think like a lot of non-funded businesses that don't raise capital, it's, you know, you can't just go door to door and you also can't go spend $20,000 a month on Facebook and, and Instagram ads with an ROI expected on, on lifetime value of your client, right. With, with a cash burn. So I mean, we were trying to be profitable with every as as much as we could immediately with as many clients as, as we could because we needed the cash flow to even hire more people. And at that point, we really couldn't. Right? We were it was three of us at the time, and you know we could we we're figuring out how we could even open an office. Um, 
and what we what we came to was essentially these, these DMs that we started sending out through Instagram. Um, I, I figured if I send it out, if I sent out, you know, what thirty or forty DMs an hour at the time. The limits were a little bit higher when we started this thing, so we could send out a bunch of DMs, and between the three of us, you know, we'd get two to five calls booked. Um, and you get five calls a day and you close, you know, a few of them, that's when we started getting on the phone with clients and we just developed a small little process that with three of us doing it, we knew we could get X amount of closed deals a week. Um, from there it was, it was kind of like, okay, well now we're doing DMS. How can we do this one step further? And we figured out, Hey, we can also email people. Um, but with stats from Instagram. And so we got personalized with it. I mean, we can pull their Instagram data. We built some software automation that helped us do this a little bit and make it a little bit, you know, more, more, uh, capable for us to scale it. Um, and essentially it was just putting in merge tags in these emails that was pulling some, some relevant data that we were gathering on our end and inputting. Um, and it was like, you know, Hey John, I noticed you had, you know, 300 Instagram followers and your engagements at 3% would love to, to hop on a call with you and just talk about how we're increasing that with some clients, you know, here's my Calendly. And now you introduced a bookable calendar link and we just created a process that we could send out, you know, what hundred emails a day, we could get X amount of calls booked per day. And we started creating, you know, analytics that we could track and scale and a process that we could teach other people. But the problem was we didn't figure out how we could afford to pay more people and hire them and scale that team to grow the sales team. Um, and that, that's kind of where we go back to the internal team building is once we figured out this process for this lead gen and something that we could replicate and teach someone, our next problem was how do we get the cash up front to be able to hire someone on salary and give them the confidence, especially without an office and what we're doing, um, to, to want to work for us full time and do this. So like the only solution we had was. You know, I mean, the first place that we could do uh, two options were we basically go raise money and we were in San Francisco at the time. So it's, it's like, you know, talk about Silicon Valley where every startup is born and where you where you want to be if you're looking for capital. Um, or, you know, how do we how do we drive more sales and get more capital from our existing happy clients? And I mean, we all know SaaS models. We all know how they work. And, you know, you prepay for a discount um, for X amount of months for service. Say I want to pay for 12 months for something. And I get 15% discount as a customer and I trust that product and I know I'm going to use it. Um, so I want the discount. I'm going to prepay, especially at a low price point. I mean, people do it all the time. And that was very, very, um, you know, common in, the, in that small business world. And we were like, well, you know, even though we're kind of a service and agency and we're doing social media and every other agency is billing hourly or they're, or they're doing month to month retainers or things like that, or even, you know, they're doing billing after work's been complete, right? Like a typical agency workflow. Um, we didn't have accounts payable. We didn't have anybody to do all that. So we just tried to set up the most automated thing we could and continue focus on selling and scaling. And we decided to try to get clients to pay for three months. We just asked them and luckily they liked our product and service enough to where they didn't even question it. Um, and I think that was the, the big aha moment for us where we, we decided we're going to stop selling monthly packages for social media services to clients and new customers. And we went straight to three, six and 12 months and they had to prepay and there was no discount from the monthly to the three month. We just said, that's where we're going to start. 
Um, and we figured we're going to sell a third of, of, of new sales as we did the previous month. But hey, we have the cash and we have more time because we're onboarding less clients and we have less work. And now we're able to kind of get better at that process. Well, little did we know we got to the end of the month and we sold, I think, like three or four more deals in the month beforehand. And we just tripled our cash flow unexpectedly. So that was that was the moment where we had this cash flow solution to be able to start scaling and hiring people and bringing them on just by getting our clients to kind of prepay with expected services and, and trust that we built up over time. And, you know, building that trust, you know, took a lot of testimonial videos and, and a lot of, you know, going out and meeting with clients and getting those references. And I mean, a lot goes into that building a brand and, and trust you can share and display through digital marketing. Um, I think that played a big role too, but, you know, asking your clients for, for capital, sometimes that, that, that worked for us. And I, and I think it's something that we don't look to quick enough because we're, I think there's so many startups and stuff. They're looking to raise capital outside. Um, but you know, think about asking your customers and if you're providing a solid product that you, that they have the expectation of using long-term and you give them something to do that, I think it's, it's really a no brainer for them if that trust is there. Now, Colton, I'm going to ask you in a minute here, some pitfalls to avoid when looking for outside investments, because there's obviously some things that you can do wrong and maybe you did do wrong and some lessons you learned and some advice for Fire Nation. But first, I want to go through this lead generation thing, Fire Nation. Let's figure out lead gen. What did Colton do? Well, he figured out that he could DM people on Instagram. And from that, he could get people on the phone. Now, guess what? You figure out your numbers. It's always a numbers game. How many sales do you want per day? Okay, you have that number now. How many people do you need to talk to on the phone if you want to close that number of sales? Okay, now you have that number. Now, how many people do you need to DM to get that number of calls booked? Okay, now you have that number. Guess what? Now go send that number of DMs. It's a numbers game, period. So Colton, kind of bring us back again to how you actually went through this process of increasing your cash flow without having to go to those outside investments and, and why exactly you think that could be a better route for a lot of businesses who want to avoid the potential pitfalls of those outside investments. It's a question that that we really had to ask ourselves because you know, we, we had a profitable business. It, it, it looked good on paper as our, as our growth was going. I mean, it, we, we probably could have raised money from friends and family and some outside investors and, you know, growing up in the golf world, it's like, yeah, there's a ton of retired wealthy people around San Francisco who play golf that I knew. And it, it, it kind of like, we just took a step back and just thought, what, what do we really want to spend our time doing? And how can we, how can we address what, what's another solution for this problem of scaling? And that's what brought us back to our customers is, we were terrified to ask them to prepay for anything. I mean, I remember the first sales call I had, I was terrified to ask for any money at all, right? Like I, I, I can't tell you how many accounts, I, I think I'm still doing like 50 clients for free to date right now that just some of those early clients that I built up, that <laughs> I, I, I'm still grandfathering in because we use them for testimonials and they add a ton of value and I can't appreciate them um, any more than I already do, right? But I think the, the, the thing for me is, I'm still scared to ask them to pay, right? I'm still doing it for free because, you know, I tried to find how we can, how we can work together long-term of using them for testimonials and things, because I, I still can't to this day be like, Hey, it's time to pay us. I, I don't want to do it. And I remember how, how tough of a call it is and ask for payment for something that you don't even know if it adds value yet or not. Um, and that getting over that hurdle 
the next step was like, how do you get someone to prepay for something? And especially six, 12 months out. And as, you know, especially like a first time business owner and, and looking at how we're, how we're going to pitch that to them. Um, we kind of just had to step up and ask. And that was the first step is we just started talking to clients. And we're like, how long do you expect to do this for, you know, what are some of the things you like about it? What don't you like, you know, what are your goals? And that's how we, we basically framed it is a lot of sales pitches and a lot of, um, digital marketers they're, they're going like, that's what they talk to the client about is like, what are your goals? And then we're going to put together a plan to hit those. Well, we, that, that's what we did for Instagram and social media. It's like, what are your goals? And it's going to take you about six, 12 months to hit those. Guess what? You get 15% discount. If you're going to, if you know, you're going to be here for six months and you trust what we're doing, we have 12 video testimonials to help with that. We have a lot of, like, you know, we have some proof and social proof. And once we built that up, I think we started feeling a little bit more confident and comfortable asking some of the clients to do that. And, and that, that was really the, the solution for us. It was just, you know, looking within and being like, Hey, we actually have some trust and, and we shouldn't feel bad asking for a client to prepay, especially when we're incentivizing it for them. Um, and we were just surprised at, at the outcome. And I think a lot of, a lot of people would be if they took a step back and asked, and I think clients are actually appreciative of it, right? Like now we have a referral program and we like, they, they literally like our clients don't want to refer people for, for the lowest package deal, right? They want to be able to offer a six and 12 month options to these referrals, um, at a discount to their friends because they feel like, Hey, you're getting more value by prepaying for this. And, and that's even surprising, right? It's like, we just wanted to, you know, refer someone for a month and we're happy. And they're like, we don't, I don't want my friends to sign up for a month because they're not going to get value out of it. I want them to prepay for 12 months and I, I want them to get a better deal. And if they're telling us that, right. And there's so many other businesses and customers that I'm sure every, a lot of people listening to this have, how do you realize those and, and put together a, a really a package that helps, helps them feel like they're getting a better deal while also giving you, you know, what you're looking for, which is more cash flow. And, and more resources to be able to scale a little bit. So Colton, we've now been talking for over 30 minutes. We've gone through a lot of things that can help entrepreneurs and small business owners grow, scale, build teams, hire, just do a lot of incredibly important things. If there's just one takeaway, one thing that you want to make sure our listeners really get from our chat, what is that? Don't be afraid to give. Um, that That's the one thing I've taken away from this whole experience more than anything is... Um, just, just remembering how much people appreciate you giving, um, before you ask for anything. And it can, it can be very scalable if, if, if you figure out how to teach that process to your team and help them understand the value of that, of going above and beyond just a little bit for a, a customer when you have the opportunity to, um, leads to so many more opportunities down the road. And, and I can't harp on that enough of just seeing that firsthand over the last two years of, of what it's enabled and as I said, I'm still doing like 50 clients for free and, and we still take on some down the road that, you know, are, are going to lead to relationships, um, and, and further opportunities. And I see more potential in those than, you know, collecting a, a couple checks here and there right off the bat. So it's just evaluating relationships and what you can give to people, because a lot of the times it's, it's going to come back in tenfold. If you buy me a Coke, right? I'm probably going to buy you lunch. And I know there's an old saying with that, but it's, it's true, especially it doesn't matter if you're a SaaS company or you're a, a huge agency or, or you're a one man show and, and you're just trying to grind and scale. Um, relationships matter a ton. 
And in the spirit of giving, do you have a call to action? Do you have something that you want Fire Nation to take action on before we say goodbye? Just really appreciate the time, John. And and uh, if if anyone is 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 looking for uh, some help on on social media and Instagram and how to reach reach more people um, and grow their audience a little bit, as you know, DMing does does obviously scale a little bit as <laughs> as we've talked about. Um, Feel free to get in touch with me personally or our team anytime. Um, we're happy to, to answer any questions or, or help out where we where we see we, we, we're a good fit with you. Well, go ahead. Share the URL, the email, whatever you want. Yeah, it's jumpermedia.co is a website. Uh, or you can find us on Instagram. But yeah, the, the website's probably the best. has our number there. And, and feel free to call and, and talk to someone whenever, whenever you're looking for some, some uh, social media help. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with CB and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And if you head over to eofire.com and type Colton in the search bar, the show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Links, timestamps, you name it, it's there. And of course, head directly over to jumpermedia.co. That's .co. If you want to learn more about what Colton and his team have going on, if you want to jump on a call, if you want to just, you know, study their model. I mean, they have a lot of really smart things that are happening over there. So jumpermedia.co and Colton, thank you for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, fire me up, John. I appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Thank you guys. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed today's chat with Colton and just rock the mic. Cool, cool stuff. And if you're ready to rock a podcast, why don't you check out our free podcasting course? Well, I will teach you how to create and launch your podcast. It's completely free at freepodcastcourse.com, freepodcastcourse.com. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, it's time to create financial and lifestyle freedom. So take action today and sign up for your free 14-day trial of ClickFunnels. As a reminder, ClickFunnels gives you everything you need to market, sell, and deliver your products online without having to hire or rely on a tech team. Visit eofire.com slash click. That's eofire.com slash click. Your future awaits.